Welcome to the NovaCast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloan. I'm Coleman. And I'm Scrafty. And uh, this week we have started the Edamon arc, otherwise known as the uh, server arc of Digimon Adventure. But before we get into that, we do have a little bit of, uh, of news on the Digimon front. Uh, of course, to be expected given uh, the worldwide pandemic, Digimon Adventure 2020, Digimon Adventure colon. I don't know how you would pronounce that. That's uh, Episode 4 has been delayed and the project, the show itself has been put on an indefinite hiatus due to the uh, Japan work at home order. So necessary, but definitely a little uh, sad to see in a way because I had been following along with that and that was actually a pretty good watch so far. I've not watched beyond episode one of that so far, which I was really impressed by. Uh, but it's yeah, it's it's a case of like I, I I definitely do want to see more of that, and I'm looking forward to going back to that. But I guess I might wait a bit longer now if they've, uh, if they've got two episodes, yeah. three episodes in, and they're already uh, shutting down production for for because of the pandemic. I hope this I hope this doesn't tank it completely. Is is my yeah. worry? Um, the phrase yeah. "indefinite hiatus" is always really scary to me. I don't think like. There are a lot of cases in which the phrase indefinite hiatus resulted in, like, you know, something better at the end. It usually just means we're canceling <laughs> yeah, it, but it's... Not, we don't want to cancel it, cancel it. I'm hoping because this is the uh, the 20th anniversary, like, thing that's doing, that uh, it will keep going along. And I'm, I really hope it does, but considering the state of things right now uh, in Japan's work-at-home order, that this is for the best, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess... Of course, yeah. On the bright side of things, though, um, Digimon Last Kazuna Evolution got announced for home video release in July, so at least we have a concrete date for when that's going to be available worldwide. Oh, fantastic. For, uh, for the yeah, English dub? The English dub and the Japanese sub on it, which is great, because that's basically half of my job for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, uh, July, we'll have to be doing that um, that English... That re- that watch for it. I don't even know the words I'm saying. Yeah, uh, no, no, I know, I know what you mean. Yeah, it comes July. We'll we'll watch that. Um, God knows if it's going to be part of this, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll definitely. Uh, if you really want to know our thoughts of that at the time, I can guarantee I will be posting them on Twitter at least. So I'm sure you. Yeah, can, we'll, you folks will be doing the same. Yeah. I'm sure we'll be doing something for Last Evolution. Uh, I read some, some Japanese reviews for it, and they say that like. Not only is it a good Digimon movie, it's just a good movie. Period, and that makes me really excited because that's, that's oh, that is good. That's yeah, that's, that's nice. The kind of that's, thing that that's fantastic. Very often about this kind of anime movie, usually they're kind of impenetrable to people who aren't fans. But like, it seems like people who aren't fans of Digimon still really enjoyed this this movie. So I'm I'm super jazzed to see it when it when it eventually launches in a few months. Oh, huh. Okay, that is that is actually really good. Do we have an exact date for that again? Uh, I think it's July 17. Let me let me look it up real quick. Okay. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, this is July 17 for home video release on Blu-ray. So. Well, awesome. I'll, I'll have to see if that's actually coming out over here. <laughs> I'm sure it will do, but... Um, I, I'm, July, let's I'm see, July 17th. Uh, hey, that's the day we record, so... <laughs> oh, there you go. In a couple, Perfect. In a couple months. Perfect. So uh, let's get into uh, episode 14, the beginning of um, this uh, group of episodes that we watched for the week, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so episode 14, we start off, um, essentially it is the exposition episode slash expediting the group to server, and it starts with uh, the group talking to Jedi, him explaining about uh, digivolving one step further than before, I think is the phrase that they use again and again. 
the group deciding to and then it's it's uh Jenai, he's being like attacked and the his little holog- hologram message gets interrupted and so then the group decides eventually to go to server there is a very wonderful montage with some of our old digital friends that we see as a raft is made and then the group sails out to sea gets uh, swallowed by Waymon who uh, was infected by one of the last two black gears he starts taking them to a server but before he does he drops them off into a area at the bottom of the ocean that where Devamon hid the tags, so the tags and crests are be- being introduced. They fight. They briefly fight Dromojimon, who is infect- infected by the last Black Gear. They get the they get the tags, and then they land at a server, or they 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 continue the way to server, I should say. Yeah. So a lot happens in this episode, yet it feels like the most fillery episode so far to me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it's a transitional episode uh, for, for sure yeah like, i think tra- transitional is a good yeah. way to put it this is this is this is the episode with goku lying in hospital and then figuring out what they do next after fighting uh <laughs> well, i forget it's up between yeah that's a, that's post that's post saying target so basically yeah it's one of those episodes where the heroes have to collect themselves figure out what they do next um this was yeah, this was an interesting episode because it really did feel feel like two smaller episodes that just were connected, similar to like how, you know, like a lot of cartoons are structured over here, where you have like fifteen minute episodes, yeah, or ten minute episodes. So it felt very much like that. With the first part being all about them basically having what felt like a very sort of arbitrary moment of doubt, uh, but it was uh, with them all saying like, "What if we just stayed here and." said sod jenai which would be fair to in, in all fairness jenai's request was fairly um out of the blue and very imposing he's he's a dude who gives them absolutely no information speaks in riddles and then it's like ah i'm being attacked and his hollow his transmission goes off he didn't tell you and he didn't tell you shit and he i wouldn't blame them either shit. yeah yeah it's no it's it's a he's a weird dude and especially his i forgot how yeah, just just strange his like character is because of both the nature of who he is doesn't really mesh with the jokey nature of the dub. To be honest, it's, <laughs> it's very it's very like here's a here's a strange old sage who's appeared out of nowhere, and then he's making jokes and t- telling them f all, and then asking them to be you know uh, come clean up his uh, clean up his backyard basically, and it's uh, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's strange. It's very strange. Yeah, but I'm yeah, gonna... they have this arbitrary it... self doubt, and it's, I'm going to get yeah, on my BS not... extra early this week. So in the Japanese Go version, ahead. okay, <laughs> not only is is his name pronounced Genai, which kind of like this character predates the the GIF GIF argument. Oh God! And uh, so he's Genai in the Japanese version, not Genai. But I think honestly, I think that Genai works better because like he's obviously like an Obi Wan pastiche. Like that's that's his entire character is just like. You know the the weird spirit sage uh, who gives you know solemn advice as a flickery phantom or whatever. Um, so yeah, I think true. Jedi yeah. kind of sounds like Jedi. Maybe that, that was what they were going for. Who knows? But um, it's got a better mouthfeel. Yeah. I'll just say that than like, Jedi. Exact I'm just gonna say that um, Gif has a better mouthfeel than Jif. Funnily enough. <laughs> All right, we need to spend immediately less time on the gift jib thing before uh, <laughs> or, or we start getting the word the wrong kind of emails. I know several um, people who are going to crucify me for for pronouncing it gif instead of gif. If, if either of you give your opinion on this matter, it could end the podcast. So let's just move on. Um, <laughs> I am going to say that 
yeah, Jedi Je- Je- does does fill that role, and I do think that it sounds better just because I'm used to it from being a child. Yeah, uh, and in, in which, the Japanese you know, version, he's a lot less cryptic as well, which is like an interesting change in the English version. Because in the English version, he's like he has all that weird like contradictory talk, like I'm you know a friend to no one but a friend to everyone. I've been here since before the beginning, and I'll be here after the end. And in the Japanese version, he just straight up says, "Oh no, I'm here to help you all." Um, you know this is what you need to do. Like, he's, he doesn't dispense with riddles at all. He's very straightforward. That's really weird. It's it's an interesting change, yeah. And I'm, I'm not necessarily sure if it's one I agree with, but maybe they were just trying to make him see, seem more like a, a sage or something. Yeah. To keep it on the spot, Star Wars comparison, I think he's got more of a Yoda vibe about him, personally. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, he's very, I can see his that. His character, either way, is very, very sort of like... Again, it's funny that he just shows up tells him what to do he's very much the mcguffin dispenser because he just says like you need to go find <laughs> these crests and, and tags i forgot there were crests and tags by the way that's like a um it, that felt like a bit of like a we're gonna sell this merch to you now kids yeah. remember what it is that's, and it's just like, that's well, exactly what it is yeah it's like oh gotta collect them all shit this is what this show is i forgot <laughs> um yeah no so um his appearance is fleeting and uh then they, yeah, then they sort of have a brief moment of when well, maybe we just don't do that because, you know, reasons. And, and then TK has his moment to say, you know, sod that, let's go out and uh, save the Digimon world. You know, let's go to server and save the world, blah, blah, blah. And then everyone's immediately won over, even Joe. He has zero hesitation about joining him after. Yeah, even Joe was like, hey, I'm in, I'm convinced. And I was the most. I had to like rewind that at that moment, and I was like, "Wait, how did this happen? Where even Joe's like going for it?" Okay, I think when, look, you can't say no to TK. That's just the rule of thumb. I feel like that's something that was also a bit awkwardly <laughs> translated because Joe's entire shtick in, in the, the the sub is he defers to authority like to a fault. Like he is super determined to find adults because they'll know what to do and they can protect them or whatever. Um, so when he suggests they stay back, he's like, you know, maybe someone will find us here instead of going into the dangerous unknown. And then T- TK basically says, well, there could be adults on the, the, the continent. And yeah. he's like, okay, fine, whatever. You're right. Fine. Well, I mean, I was going to say, uh, TK literally has uh, God in an egg. So I yeah. think in terms of deferring to authority, <laughs> uh, that would still work. But, you know, whatever. Either way, it's it's just a funny scene to see Joe or people being like, well, I'm convinced after a one-second speech by TK. Um, but no, I... I, I I like that. I like that phrase. He has God yeah, in an egg. There you go. That's the episode title. Um, <laughs> um, no, we'll uh, we'll have we'll have more to come around to. Um, I mean, immediately after this uh, was my um, maybe it's just because of how much we were being daft last week and hyped ourselves up. But the next segment where they go to build a raft um, and we see the return of some uh, very uh, very good friends of ours uh, in the. Uh, uh, you know, some some other losers, but also Frigimon also returning to uh, build the raft with them. Frigimon, I I like actively yep. like got hype in my chair watching that. I was like, yeah, he's back. Yeah. It was a crime that they don't give him more lines in this episode. Oh, he he yeah. he said uh, like he's like and he like just like mumbles. Good enough. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I mean, I, yeah, when, when they started, when they just couldn't afford his voice actor. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I mean, he should have been he should have been charging. Um, no, when they when the uh, when I, all the other Digimon showed up, I was like, "Wait, hold on, hold on, is this happening? Yes, get it!" And I was just like, "What is wrong with me?" <laughs> it was, it was so nice. It was it was kind of a good moment because it's like you get this feeling that they're more than just like monsters of the week, but like they're actual denizens yeah, of this I mean, world. Yeah, I mean, part of that is because they're a bunch of 
bloody weirdos. But like that's I guess if that's what they need to be to make them, um, you know, memorable and and um, you know uh, you enjoy seeing them and seeing them come back and stuff, then then so be it. Yeah, make them as odd as odd as can be. Um, so so yeah, no, I'm. Uh, uh, I also enjoyed Leomon showing up and uh, basically saying he's a massive gossip, uh, or whatever that line was. Um, that was that was really funny, <laughs> uh, especially how over the top <laughs> they went also with his parents and dramatic evil music starts playing and then it's just like they will put Leomon's back to slit the throats or whatever and then he is actually no I'm here to help as you can tell because he's, he doesn't have a murder face going on but I just thought it was funny how much they amped up the music to make it, it seem like he might be he might be evil still or something very weird editing choice <laughs> yeah it was it was an interesting choice because like we the audience know that he was never evil and he was just brainwashed and the kids know that you know he was under the control of, of Devimon who's now dead so it's it was a weird yeah it's a weird moment where it tries to fake you out without actually putting any effort into it like it might work if you've never seen an episode of Digimon before and you see this big lion guy come out of the forest but that's about it also all the uh the Yokomon just uh swarming Biomon was also very adorable it was a whole like that was all like a wholesome sequence even them just all felling trees was just like the most wholesome tree cutting sequence I've ever seen in media yeah I agree I agree what I think what I think is is funny in that scene is in in the dub uh Leomon just is like you know uh, we made this rap nice and strong. I'll definitely be able to get you across the ocean, which is a nice little moment of characterization where he's like, he's confident in his, you know, his and his friends' uh, craftsmanship. Like, it, it's, a, it's a nice little, like, yeah, we did this. It'll, there's no way that it's going to fail you. Whereas in the sub, instead he says, you can use your abilities to cross the ocean. It's like, what what abilities? What are you talking about? Yeah, that's a, that's a... <laughs> interesting choices of line now i'm not sure i would have understood that either it does kind of make you think they have two digimon that can fly and one digimon yeah, that can go. swim like what i and i understand like they they bring up a whole point of like oh like the digimon need energy but it's also like <laughs> they got, y'all they got stuff to do flown right? across um, also um, as we find out later it literally takes five days to like swim over so um i'm, I'm, I'm gonna give them a pass yeah, they they mentioned like it would be a few weeks, and even uh, later on, it mentioned like multiple, like nearly a week to get from like part way all the way to server. So it's a long distance, yeah. But it's, it's sort of like if I were these kids, I'd be like, "Hey, Tentamon and uh, Biomon, it's just digivolve and we'll two get over there in a anyway, second. Because um, Electmon left behind uh, tons of infants and eggs um, and to help them build a boat, and Centauromon um, <laughs> left his bloody um, you know post as he basically did a knuckles the echidna. He just basically completely abandoned his post as ancient guardian of, of relics. Uh, just to you know, <laughs> go mess around with uh, some friends he met two minutes ago, so he's uh, yeah very very odd. But either way, I've, I've, I I always hate making notes like that because it feels like I'm trying to be like cinemasins about Digimon, and then and then I just want I just get depressed at that thought. Uh, <laughs> but that is not what we're here to do. Just just so we're clear. Uh, but, but yeah, what what I did find kind of funny about that scene though is that like logically i think if you're writing the scene it makes sense for the kids who encountered each digimon to be the one to call them out like you know izzy or mimi calls out centaurmon um and you know um joe calls out uh i don't know some, something else like it, it, it it's weird that they just seem to call out random ones because like why why is you know tk calling out um like marimon like he, he didn't he wasn't the focus of the marimon episode why was um you know ty the one calling out uh 
I can't remember exactly who called out who, but like it, it's weird that they they just seem to do like a random scatter shot of recognition instead of tying them back to the individual character episodes. Yeah, that's a bit odd, but um, I wouldn't say it's a deal breaker or anything. But yeah, that's a that's a good point. Did did Andromon show up? He must have done right. I feel like, I feel like everyone else did. Because you bring you bringing that up, uh, Scrafty, made me just think like I do not remember seeing Andromon. Yeah, I, don't I don't think, think Andromon was there. I think it was Centormon, Monzemon. The uh, Yokomon, Centormon, Maramon, Leomon, Mojimon, and Fridgemon. How could you forget? You can't forget the boy. Virtual seppuku now. You're the cast. No, no. So yeah, this was um, it's it, okay. We've, we've actually managed to talk a fair bit about what we initially discussed as a filler episode, and that's only the first half. Uh, but yeah, this was this was just a. Sort of like a farewell, I suppose, to these characters. Uh, not that we won't ever see them again, because we do uh, in, in various forms. But um, yeah, especially Leomon, of course. But <clears throat> but yeah, no, this yeah Leomon, we, we will see. We will see, uh, we will see a number of times uh, for better or worse. Um, but so yeah, so while while all this all this yeah. uh, farewelling is going on, um, TK's egg finally oh, hatches yeah. into Poyomon, who's uh, so named after the Japanese sound effect for toddling Poyo Poyo. I'm more of a Tetris oh, fan. That's but, really you know, cute. Poyo, I Poyo like Poyo that. Not bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, no, but it, I, I totally forgot the egg hatch because I always forget about the seed or baby forms or whatever you want to call them. Um, so yeah, no, that happens, and then they go on their raft and. Immediately, was it? Is it like basically straight away they get eaten by Wa- uh, Waymon? Yeah, it, it's a little bit like they're basically just uh, spending some time seasick on the raft, and then it's just a tidal wave hits and Waymon I like appears. To imagine it was like immediately, like Leomon's sitting on the beach, like waving them, and he just sees them in the distance get eaten by Waymon. <laughs> <laughs> just gets eaten. Yeah, I mean, oh, and also this is this is another example of them using the uh, Digivice to destroy the black gears which is uh, something i always forget until i start watching these episodes is a thing because i just have zero memory again i have zero memory of it from the original from originally watching the show so uh, it's just tie leaping <laughs> up and destroying the black gear and, and waymon's stomach and then just falling to the floor i'm just like what yeah for a second <laughs> i was like why is tie going up like why wouldn't you literally yeah, just send ten to model up you know, who can fly uh, tie has to be a natural hero or what have you. So, uh, anyway, that happens to free him. Waman's voice. Uh, sorry, Waymon. I always want to call him Waman for some reason. Um, Waymon. Yeah, Way- Waymon yeah. seems like an awkward name. Like, I want to say Whalemon or like Waman. Yeah, like Waymon. It sounds weird. It sounds like you're someone with an accent. Yeah, it sounds women. slightly like. I, I don't. I don't want to say really, but it, yeah, there, there's a number of accents it reminds me of, or like, and it's clearly not intentional. So. Um, interesting name. Let's just leave it at that. Um, his his voice is hilarious again because it's so calm, and I guess it's like the point. I know I know they always make the voices a lot more sort of like friendly sounding once the black gears are destroyed. But Waman, sorry, Waymon is again the uh, one of the biggest examples of that. His voice is just really, it's just really calm. So, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that actually he's, is he's kind of like an old grandpa. Yeah, like that actually is a carryover from the sub as well, because in the in the Japanese version he has right. very polite language, and I had to look this up because I didn't recognize it. But the pronoun he uses for himself is is watakushi, which is a super sophisticated like huh. upper class pronoun. 
Ah. So I guess it's like the, the the joke is that he's you know this huge monstrous whale with like jagged teeth and you know biomechanical piping coming out of him, but he talks like a really upper class old yeah, person. That's it's it's solid. He, he just transferred. I wasn't thinking he was like, <laughs> you know, posh or whatever. I just thought it was fairly like funny. Yeah, like kindly old man <laughs> but anyway it, yeah it, it was it was funny uh the the voices yeah. from once, the digimon of the week <laughs> never failed to be fun um and then they go i was gonna ask uh in the if in the sub um do they go with the uh the poop joke of when izzy's like oh like you don't want to go out that way when when someone bring when i think star brings up like how do we get they, out of they here make it even more explicit in the japanese version they like they, oh. they full up said if like izzy full up says um you're, you're gonna end up as poop <laughs> like straight just straight up oh says god it. I, I, I well thank you dub for one thing and one thing many things yeah, there's, but... there's so much toilet humor in the japanese version they cut out and i'm really happy for that because that is we not can't have childish all. humor in this uh children's car game show it's uh, not, not sorry yeah i had to put that <laughs> which you would think in america yeah. like that would be well, like the funny easy to go to um, yeah i think it all comes down to who's making the show really and who who wants that in um so uh yeah for some reason they decided to be a bit more i don't want to say sophisticated but um less obvious i suppose and also just one last comment on the this particular wave one sequence, but TK saying the stomach isn't that where food goes after it's chewed up? Like, kid, you're no, like you five see, or six years baby. old, and they need to keep telling you need to keep they need to keep telling you that every single opportunity, just like they need to keep telling you that Mimi is um an airhead or whatever. <laughs> uh, that's more sorry, that's more the next episode. I'll, I'll save my Mimi grievances for then. Uh, yeah, she 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 had a little bit this episode too. <laughs> She couldn't. Sw- she said she couldn't swim across the bathtub. Yeah, I mean, which I was, yeah. which was very suspect. I, I do love that that one line that she, her and Palmon have only in the dub, where um, she's worried about her roots. Then Palmon offers her her roots, and she's like, <laughs> that "That's not the good. same thing." Um, <laughs> that was good. Yeah, and the in the Japanese version, they're just talking about poop. So, thank God for that change. Thank you, Jeff Nimoy. Yeah, this is actually this is the the first um, episode written by the writing team of Jeff Me- Jeff Nimoy and uh, Bob Bukoltz. Uh, pardon me if I'm f- uh, mispronouncing the last name. Uh, and they are the they're going to be the, the main writers for the rest of the season. Like they're the pair oh, okay. the majority of season one and the movie as well. So we have those two to thank for how like good the the dub. So what uh, I'm saying is we, those on. are the two that were uh, robbed of their Oscar. In uh, in 2001 or whenever the Digimon movie came exactly. out, exactly. <laughs> um, but we will we will talk about honestly this when, when we it, cover the movie. But they their work actually changed the way that um, residuals work for uh, localizing foreign films. So that's let's leave a that's pretty a, interesting. Uh, that nugget for that episode. Wow, so, sounds interesting actually. Um, yeah, cool. So um, uh, I can sort of see. In, the, in these episodes, you can sort of see the writing changing, but I think a lot of it has to do with the structure of the episodes being so much more group-focused rather than, you know, these more individual or, or like, com- what's the phrase? Like, not comp- compartmentalised, but, like, before you had uh, one or one, you know, a Digimon and a partner or t- two groups of partners, like, being the focus of the episode, and now it's very much the group adventure so uh, while still having a little fo- bit of a focus on a particular character more than others so um but yeah no it, it, I'm, I'm starting to see immediately seeing that no difference in the character in the writing um we're probably just cap- yeah it's, it's a cool little 
uh, way that they yeah it's a cool little way that they all they all play off of each other um since they you know we had everyone's individual episodes to develop their their characters and we have an idea of what they are and how they react to different situations just putting them all together and having them you know bounce off of each other is the best way that they could take it i think um do we want definitely uh did uh did the other writer i forget the name already uh some horrible uh did he do any voices for uh, the series Bucoltz? yeah bob Bucoltz. uh mr Bucoltz, according to this is uh he is also a voice actor yeah um he mostly just does like character of the week stuff so no like major voices um but okay. in the digimon movie he is probably best known for playing tk and uh matt's uncle who drives so, him to the, the barber essential shop. character oh yeah um, that guy very he he gets them to the computer to be fair yeah so i think we should Chicago probably get back to episode four uh, greater if not for uh, Bob Buchholz. So there you go. Exactly. He's, um, he's the true hero. Probably, probably true. worth capping off then what yeah, how this so, episode ends uh, with the um, with the Jewelgemon. Uh, is that it? I, I, I always mess up with name. Yeah. The, yeah, the they, most fillery monster of the week so far. He appears for like two minutes, then buggers off. Yeah. They that was a there were two. That was like a very short battle sequence of Ikakumon just like plows him into the Seven Eleven, and then Dramoj or. Kabuterimon attacks Dromojimon and gets rid of the, the very yeah, last so they, black they ear. Ex, ex, and that's basically jail. it. Um, they, they defeat him, and then they... Uh, sorry, I had to throw <laughs> that. Um, and then, yeah, that's literally it. All, he got outsped, uh, even with Choice Scarf. Jordamon is that in the Digimon World game, uh, which we will discuss at some point, because um, Sloan hasn't played it, and, and we, need, we need to expose her to that madness. Um, we call... Yeah, so in, in Digimon, he's like a Digimon World, he's like a bit of a roadblock. Um, uh, well, most of that game is a roadblock, to be honest, because it's incomprehensible. But um, he is a, a literal roadblock uh, in one of the early caves in the game, and I never had any clue how to be how to get past him. So, um, huh, and also, okay. I think he had a different name. So that was that was also really confusing. But uh, but yeah, Georgiamon, that's that for him. Yeah, it, I honestly I find the the idea that Devimon hid the. Um, the tags in a convenience store, like the funniest thing ever. I just imagine him like having to crouch to walk through the door, and he's like, "Oh, I'll never find him in here." Oh, can I get a uh, can I get a Slurpee before I go? I'll just hide him in the the like, new. Hey guys, I'm going to the Seven Eleven. What do you want? Uh, <laughs> oh, can I get some Digimon tags? Can <laughs> um, <laughs> I get a? <laughs> can I get a uh, nachos? I think I think Seven Eleven nachos are more deadly than Devimon could ever hope to be. I'll oh, take most it, certainly. I'll take your word for that. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> yeah, please, please do. You will, um, will not enjoy it if you ever try it. No, I was just gonna. Well, I think it was. Yeah, but this pretty much. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm gonna say. I think because I was just gonna say this episode. Yeah, it was, it was quite fillery, and it was you know transitional. It got them to where they needed to be because they all land on the server in the end, and then um, yeah, it's it, it's a fine episode. Yeah, it's. I understand that they had to expedite it, but it does just feel say, kind of just because quick of the and point of um, finding the, uh, the the tags in the Seven Eleven uh, or, or you know whatever uh, Don Quixote. Um, they have a um, this trend now of just finding these things, these crests and these tags in the most random ass locations. Um, maybe they'll maybe some of them will start to make a bit more sense as we go on. I'm not sure, but um, I know at least the ones that we encounter. This in these first three episodes are just basically, literally, they just happen to trip over a little stone, and it's like, oh, it's a tag. Uh, sorry, oh, it's a crest, and it's just like, 
Yeah, it, it is. It is really just kind of like a here's this. Yeah, maybe, uh, maybe there's this some sort now. of mechanic behind this. Like they, they appear when they need to or something like that. That I've just not completely forgotten about, or we'll get to that later, perhaps. But for now, it just seems like they they just like focusing more yeah. on writing an episode or like a plot um, that's you know about the action and the characters or whatever, and then the crests are just sort of like thrown in there willy nilly. So, which is. Fine, I guess. Yeah, it, it feels very much like it was like a marketing mandate of like, oh, you have to include this toy we want to sell in the show. And they're like, fine, we'll just literally shoehorn it into yeah. the episode because, we've already written for the show. Were there ever uh, Crest and Tag merchandise, though? I don't even remember seeing there, any, I there guess. There definitely was, yeah. Like, they sold little, little plastic uh, tags, and then you could slide in the different crests into it. Um, I, I had a few when I was younger. I can't for the life of me. I think I had the, the love one and the courage one, but like they they were they were freaking everywhere for a while. I mean, it makes sense because you know that's the whole oh, point okay. of this thing originally, right? So, um, but yeah, no, I, I don't remember seeing much of any or any Digimon merchandise in general, to be honest. Beyond just like your, your sort of general plush toys and and the video game, of course, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, a lot of yeah, action like, figures. Uh, I mostly remember. A, I had a Greymon, um, like you know, poseable figure or whatever when I was younger. Um, I don't remember what happened to it. I think it just got annihilated at some point during various moves. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, it's uh, um, merch. <laughs> it was it was lost in Brexit, unfortunately. Yes. Oh no, I can't even make any jokes about that. Um, okay. Um, Yes, so this, yeah, let's, uh, we should get on to episode 15 then? small break first, if that's, if that's okay, just to, just to refresh, uh, before we move on. Yeah, the next, the next two kind of flow into each other, so it's good to, to take a small break. Yeah. Here. Um, we'll do, we'll do a quick little break and we will be back soon. Welcome back to the Digi-Nova cast. We had to take a little break there, but we are gonna come back hot and fast with the last two episodes of last two episodes that we're covering for this episode, I should say. Uh, does it, who wants to take on uh, episode 15's uh, little synopsis? I'll gladly take on this responsibility. So this one uh, was written by Jeff Nimoy, Bob Bucoltz, and Michael McConaughey. Interestingly enough, who's primarily a voice actor from what I can tell. He's the Matthew English McConaughey. voice of Seth in Street Fighter. <laughs> My, Michael McConaughey, no relation to, to Mr. True Detective, but um, yeah. So the three writers in this episode, uh, including our two our two new um, main men, so to speak, and this episode is our first proper introduction to the villain of this arc, Edamon, but that comes a little bit later. So it starts with uh, the uh, the gang, the Digidestin, just arriving on the continent of Server after five days at sea. They go looking for a Koromon village, but instead find a village of Pagumon, where they're little um, cat-like things, kind of. Uh, they start pampering them. Uh, Mimi does a bunch of Mimi stuff. Uh, and then f- they kidnap Tokomon when uh, Tokomon evolves from Poyomon, 
and put him in a cage. When the group was looking for him, they also uh, try to kidnap Agumon, but thankfully, time manages to arrive and save the day with Greymon. But then Edamon, our villain, finally arrives and reveals that he can depower the Digimon with his dark network of black cables hidden underground. And for the rest of the episode, is basically just them trying to escape from Edamon because he is a <laughs> one yes. bad dude. Before we get on to Edamon, because there is a lot to talk about with Edamon, um, better just go through I the love Edamon. Bit by bit, because, yeah, as, as tempting as it is to jump ahead, there is there are things that happen here we're def- uh, definitely worth talking about. Um, I guess the main thing, and you sort of hinted at it there, Scrafty, in your synopsis, was uh, the Mimi stuff. Because this episode, she it, it, it fairly quickly sort of actually, you know, it doesn't it doesn't quite transition all the way away from her. But she's it, the episode is front loaded with Mimi stuff, um, basically her being a selfish idiot and and you know completely oblivious. Everyone's completely oblivious to the fact that the uh, the Pagumon are clearly evil, <laughs> uh, like very obviously evil. Um, but she no no more than ever. Yeah, it's it's they're so they're so comically evil that in the Japanese version when they introduce Pagumon, like they have a little Digimon analyzer segment that uh, tells you fun facts about them. It straight up says uh, Pagumon is a vicious Digimon that likes to bully the weak, <laughs> like just straight up mask off. <laughs> they have the yeah. the very like uh, funny like evil eye glimmers and like the smirks, and it's like, how are you not noticing this? Yeah, it's obviously like I'm not actually going to say like, oh, they should notice that because it's obviously just for like a comedy effect. But um, it is a it is a thing of well, uh, no, actually, my question was, uh, Scrafty, did you happen to know what Pagu, what that if that's onomatopoeia for anything in in Japanese or? Uh, it's not. My research tells me that it actually comes from the word oh. pug. What? Which doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, was this, like was this like before pugs. people realized that pugs are actually uh, <laughs> good boys and everyone loves them? Because uh, uh, there was a time. I, it's it's weird because they're so clearly feline. Like Gazimon, their evolution that we see later are are clearly like you know they're they're you know like sure, big cats yeah, kind they're, of. They're, I'm not, um, they're, they're a bit odd because they're like weird like sort of like rabbit sort of things as well. I think, but I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, but like they they still got like kind of more feline like head shapes and uh, and whatnot. Whereas like yeah, like pa- the according to what I could find, pagu was just the Japanese transliteration of of the word pug. So like, I don't know who named this thing. That is clearly not a pug. That is a, a bunny yeah, well, or a cat great or something. Not gray, so you know, we'll we'll, we'll uh, I guess I guess if we get too into the weeds with that stuff, then we're gonna have to trouble. But uh, <laughs> either way, it does kind of like. <laughs> Yeah, it is, it is kind of kind of weird. They they are obviously evil, and Mimi is happy to just run. I will say, uh, going off early onto this episode, one of my favorite lines is uh, Mimi saying, "I feel like a princess in a big beautiful palace." And Joe saying, "I once had a Chihuahua named Princess," and I don't know why that felt so funny to me. Just the comedic timing and Joe of all people yep. making the joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no punchline though. I think it's one of those like that's it's... not actually a joke of things, but it's just it's just funny anyway. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's very much like a Ralph Wiggum. Like my cat's name is Mittens. Type <laughs> line. Yeah, the Ralph. Oh, uh, if anyone's the uh, the Ralph Wiggum <laughs> of the group, it's definitely me. Me, but Joe's a took close to that second. So yeah, it's it's it, that was a fun change because like the Japanese version, instead of saying she feels like a princess, she says she feels like Otohime when she arrives at the Coral Palace. 
and then Joe corrects her that it's actually Urashima Taro, and like that is a, I think like a, a folklore reference that is entirely lost on me. So I had to look it up, and apparently it's just a story of a fisherman who um, f- carries on, is carried on his back to a dragon palace under the sea for rescuing a magical sea turtle. And uh, once he gets there, he's entertained by the princess Otohime. So Mimi got it backwards. She she feels like the princess when really the princess was already there and it was the fisherman. You should play Okami because that's time. literally like part of the second chapter, the second like arc of Okami is references everything you've just oh, said. That's really so, fascinating. Yeah, like, including Otohime and that being a character and stuff like that. So um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So that, yeah, that's another smart example of taking an impenetrable, you know, reference to Japanese culture that, like, would be very, very difficult to translate literally, and just turning it into a, yeah, a I can't fun even one-off joke instead. Begin to imagine how you would like try to translate that like straight on. Also, a bit of foreshadowing too. Yeah, that sounds tough. That sounds like a, a challenge. Yeah, Which, uh, no, I thought that was a fun throwaway line, and having the context behind it. Um, yeah, that, that's that's really interesting to know. Um, but yeah, it's very a very odd line. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, I, I don't want to rag on too much because yeah, Mimi's fairly self uh, fairly self centered in this episode. But it quickly gives way to them deciding, oh, the Pokemon aren't evil after all; they have a bath, and it's like, okay, fine, <laughs> and they have food and stuff like that, which I guess makes more sense. Yeah, and then they and then they kidnap. They treat us to our, our third underage bath scene yeah, in I, episodes. I didn't like that. that. They need to stop with that. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, it, it's not like... Um, God, I think go, the Goemon one was a lot worse, I will say. This one was... Yeah. Well, this is just like the kind of... It's just not funny, I guess. Which uh, I'm not in like a... This isn't funny because yeah. of the subject matter or whatever. I just don't think it's funny at all. Oh, I've never understood that kind of joke. Yeah, it really was. It probably yeah, and it's just not great having it's, it in this case with these characters. So. Yeah, and it's just the same joke. Like, it's it's not any functionally different from the previous. You know, the uh, someone gets peeped on in the bath and they throw stuff at the person who's peeping on them type of joke. Like it's just it's not really compelling at all. It just feels like a filling screen time. Yeah. I guess. Well, they and I swear we probably have like two or three more of these like in store just for this season, if I can remember. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that at all. Um, but either way, that's what happens. Um, so, why does Tokemon evolve? Uh, is it uh, so? Uh, um, po- is it po- Poyomon? Sorry, or Poy? Po- yeah, yeah, that's it. It's a po- 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 Poyomon. Yeah, they they make it clear that Poyomon yeah, evolves right. into Tokemon because he ate a lot. And as we as we know, food is, is power go. for Digimon. So they, they just load up on calorie carbo load until you grow stronger that's the message of the series eat it just it just eats and the return of tokemon <laughs> hails like the return of just very cute like wiggly dog animation that i really love about tokemon <laughs> oh he's so weird i love him because he's like he's like obviously you know it, it's the whole contrast between his everything's cute about him except he's got nightmare teeth um and yeah I just love that aspect of him He's got so like five rows of teeth, and one. I don't want to be anywhere near any of them. He basically just has like xenomorph mouth, and then, <laughs> but like it's his, his, his entire body, and then the rest of it's just Kirby. Like it's just funny, yeah. Um, but him being what? so, Go correct ahead. me if I'm wrong, but they they never actually like fully explain why uh, the um, Pagumon kidnapped Tokomon, right? Like it, it's just it's kind of do. Let me check. I don't. Reason for it. 
thing. They give they give some sort of like weird explanation of just like you evolved, so we need they, to kidnap you or something. Yeah, they wanted to like separate the crew, like the Digimon, I guess, because to make it easier for Edamon to womp on them all. But I don't think they really Possibly. gave a clear explanation of like why they just. I mean, maybe just because Tokemon is just like probably like five ounces soaking wet, so. <laughs> See, my my head canon is that um, Edamon here with his dark network is capable of monitoring like everything. Um, my head canon is he somehow knew that uh, you know Tokemon or Anjumon by extension was responsible for Devamon's defeat and was like, mm, get rid of him. Don't want that thing. That's, <laughs> that thing that's a pretty good head canon. I'll, I'll I'll declare that canon with the power that I have, obviously. <laughs> so yeah, they, 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 it's quickly revealed to us, the audience, that the Pagamon are in servitude to Etimon, or, or rather uh, Etimon's lackeys, the uh, the Gazi, sorry, Gazimon, have I got that right? Yeah, Gazimon, yeah. which is the, the, the Japanese onomatopoeia for eating. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, um, apologies for this, you'll notice I'm kind of awful with the Digimon names I haven't somehow memorised, so, um, <laughs> and uh, I, I, to be honest, I've... I'm not a huge fan of the naming structure for a lot of Digimon. I mean, the Japanese, the Japanese anatomy I think is cool. I think it's more just the mon prefix makes everything very confusing after a point. Um, but yeah, either way, so they are in servitude to the Pagu. Uh, sorry, the Pagumon are in servitude to the Gazimon, uh, and the Gazimon are the lackeys of Etamon, who we have not yet seen, but we are quickly introduced to later on in the episode through the uh, grand reveal of Etamon in his big. Uh, basically, like concert stage truck, he's got. Um, his, it's his big camper van. Yeah, his, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it's uh, it's a very. It tells you pretty much everything you need to know about Etamon in like the first in like five seconds, uh, where he's uh, he has a ridiculous impersonation. Um, he is uh, like a big, bright orange monkey onesie, essentially, uh, with a bad Elvis impression. Uh, sunglasses and a microphone uh, and then somehow he's the villain I guess because it's yeah, it's um, a great establishing moment in the uh, if you can read the the Japanese on his um, trailer because it it spells uh, yeah. his name but it, it spells it using the characters for laughing heaven's gate which is like a really pretentious way to spell it <laughs> okay uh, the one uh, thing I like is we talked about last episode how uh, with Ogremon like it's sort of like that secondary ant- antagonist who is very like humorous and not to be taken seriously and it's sort of like the the stepping stone to like the big antagonist and Edamon has a lot of those characteristics but you can just see like he is just so powerful and clearly like a huge threat yeah the fact that they they everyone's like bowing down to him and he's just like knocking people about and stuff while still being ridiculous kind of like even makes it more like Devimon for example is so like obviously like an evil villain guy because he's basically just Dracula um but more so, um, and Etimon is the like kind of the exact opposite of that, and it, it, it really just sort of makes him pop a bit more. Um, I know we've seen villains or rather antagonists already who are a bit like more on the cutesy side, uh, like Monzimon and Frigimon and people like that. But you know they're not actually they're evil, and uh, I think it helps his him being kind of cruel and just a massive dick stand out even more. Yeah, he has kind of like an unpredictable vibe to him. Like he he obviously has like tons and tons of power. He's the first ultimate level Digimon to be introduced, even though they haven't said that out loud yet. Um, so he's like the strongest thing in the series so far. But he doesn't act it. Like he acts like 
like you said, like a goofy villain of the week kind of. So it makes it kind of more jarring when we do eventually get to see how how strong he is later in the episode. Can I? I, I my need memory to... of uh, my memory of how the dark network works. If that's just one of his powers, or if it's powered by something else, uh, kind of like the black gears that Devimon used when his power they were just a thing that he was using um they yeah so that's not i'm not really clear or can't really remember much about the dark network and how that where that comes from um if it is him like literally expelling it from himself or whatever then 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 yeah he's extremely powerful uh but if it's not if it's just a thing he's happened to gain control of then that shows he's like fairly cunning and all that anyway so he's, he's got a big big like yeah. kingpin uh, like Bob Boss vibe about him as well. Um, yeah, they, I was, they, yeah, yeah. They do, they do explain it later. It's not like something he he made himself, or rather something he's like taking control of, yeah. kind of. So he's just more of a really really high end uh, system administrator <laughs> rather than you know uh, someone who is producing the stuff out of his own body, like Devimon was implied to be doing. He, yeah, because he's using it to to track, uh, and we see this more in the next episode. But he uses it to track uh, wherever where everything goes and happens on server. Nice. Oh well, yeah, that makes. Once you once you include the name of the place they're in, they're actually there. Once you remind me of what the place they're in is actually called, then that yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Um, what's the deal with yeah? So Etta Etta Mon. Uh, is that does that mean anything, Scrafty? Yeah. So it's a extremely specific reference according to what I could find. It's it, it's monkey, but it's not specifically a monkey. It's the personification of a monkey. <laughs> so like. Oh, so like characteristics of. Like mischievous, more, stuff more like, like more like it's like if there was a character in a story named like Mister Monkey that you would call it Etiko, or like yeah. Monkey San or whatever it would be Etiko. So like he is named after a monkey character. It's basically like not just any monkey, like a, a monkey with characteristics. That's a very very difficult to understand concepts uh which yeah, uh, yeah it's it's extremely esoteric like when i was looking it up it's like a lot of the sites i was looking on for like japanese translation are specifically like it's not just monkey it's the personification of a monkey yeah interesting and all, but it does seem like a guy in a suit so yeah like a guy in a costume so he's just very yeah. like weird and cre- I, this makes me uh have to bring up an incredibly distressing voice if edamon was made in 2020 would he be hot uh, don't you I'm put gonna, this evil on me I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna choose to poison this because podcast. he's, so, he's so obviously a joke character but the energy not, in 1999 compared to 2020 is so vastly different that this is not, I just can't not help but think about it podcast, okay? this is not a Beastars podcast no uh, I, I don't mean it like that show. Like, just like <laughs> would he be like an objectively handsome man just wearing the, cre- the weird monkey suit I'm just imagining Etamon now with like the like the uh, you know the like beautiful man face if you know you know that that meme uh, where I forget where it comes from originally or or even just like the the, uh, the Squidward face. Yeah, uh, that's, I was going to say, would he just be yeah. handsome Squidward <laughs> with sunglasses and a monkey suit? Like, is that oh, what he would be in 2020? Let's hope so. Well, we, we may find out depending on uh, when the adventure uh, reboot. And uh, I can say I told you so. After. <laughs> in, in the in the most depressed voice. <laughs> so judging by the fact that they've uh, since the premiere of this show, they've made two other Edamon uh, family Digimon, and neither of them are hot. I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that he would still be a joke and not be, you know, super bishy or whatever. But that's a I, real I relief to think about it. I didn't mean to that's like throw that cursed energy, but it was just like the thought that comes to mind as being extremely online. Okay. 
We'll forgive you. <laughs> Stop. Wait, uh, I wanted to say, uh, Richard Upcar, uh, voice is out of mind. We need to talk about some. I, we need to I've talk ruined about this podcast. That... I guess we're canceling it now. <laughs> uh, no, uh, we, um, we need to... Richard Upcar does a very good definitely. job with, uh, with his voice. Yeah, his his whole thing in the Japanese version, like his gimmick, is he just speaks in English. Like he uses a lot of untranslated English words. So finding out how to translate that in you know the English dub is obviously a very difficult thing because you can't just have him you know speak a different language. That, that's not the, the point of his character. He's supposed to be like an American you know rock star. Yeah. So the idea of making him just like you know a walking Elvis reference is I think pretty. That's genius. pretty good. Can I just say that when I, when I heard his voice, I wasn't thinking of Elvis. Um, I was thinking of a uh, Doug Dimmerdome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmerdome. <laughs> uh, oh my god. That is pretty much his voice. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, so, yeah, that's that characters now, just that instead in my head. Um, no, the Elvis voice is so completely baffling to me, uh, even still. But, like, it's obviously like he's a, you know, a, a singer or whatever. And that's obviously like a. They didn't make that up for the door. But my god, they run with it. Um, so it's just so bizarre. It's so weird. But I, 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 it he's, adds again to this. He's like, still so weird. That's yeah. I was talking about before. Yeah. So he's. he. I always remember him being a very. I don't know, annoying character, maybe, last time I watched it. But I think I was maybe at a point there where I wasn't quite attuned yet to that type of villain. So, uh, whereas I think I'm a bit more so now. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's a he's a fun character. I would say I've he's, I've kind of changed my tune about Esamon at least so far. Um, he, yeah, but, he... yeah. I think I think he's a fun character. I love Richard Epcar's voice. Like I think Richard Epcar is like low key one of my favorite voice actors, just because of how much like fun every role he does is. Uh, I didn't mean so that. Hearing, yeah. So just hearing like you know this guy who'd go on to play roles like old joseph and jojo uh give this role like 110 percent like just fully embracing all the the elvis mannerisms including like the the weird uh-huh laugh and whatever it's just it's so delightful. he does he does a really good him. job yeah the delivery of them is like it, it's that thing of like having to do excuse me having to do those impressions within like the time frame of you know like the lip flaps from the original version it's just like it, it feels so like crammed together <laughs> um which and it just makes it even stranger i think but that's just the nature of dubs i suppose oh, i want to see a video now of um edamon's voice dubbed over like and some scenes in kingdom arts oh god <laughs> that would be very good i have to just say in my opinion that, that would be that would be incredible yeah let's let's get richard Fcar on the podcast and have him have him say and some lines with the Edamon voice. I, I need to find out if he has a cameo now, because I would legitimately throw money towards him doing and some lines in the Edamon voice. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll skip that episode because uh, <laughs> I, I, I have a policy of uh, not being invo- not being involved with anything Kingdom Hearts related. Um, but <laughs> anywho, uh, yeah, Edamon ends this episode with him basically just deploying the Dark Network uh, and stomping Greymon. Uh, or that, no, shutting down Greymon rather, um, and uh, yeah, no one can digivolve, and they find. Oh, before this, of course, this is when they've found Tokemon and the cage, as well as the uh, locked-up Coromon, and the episode ends with uh, Gre- yeah, Greymon digivolves, stomps the Gazimon, 
Um, thanks to Ty finding him. But then S1 shows up, shuts down Digital Evolution with the Dark Network. Um, and then they all sort of crowd into a small cage and happen to find Ty's crest at the bottom of a hole. Um, I'm I, I find that not s- exaggerating. I find that scene so funny because, like, they 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 they, 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 they say that, like the cavern is like, oh, it's uh, a safe place that the of the legend says uh, we we could hide in if things go wrong. It's like so. This is like a legendary panic room, <laughs> like a mythological. It's it's a legendary like, bunker or something. It's a legendary place where people go to hide, and that's why it's got the crest of courage in it. <laughs> doesn't quite work I just, honestly i just love that i just love that idea like the the idea that a legend's passed down through generations of koromon it's like we haven't used it before but legend says if stuff goes south just heading right there i like right in that room. i understand like the the connection between the crest of courage is that koromon are obviously like the villages near there but i like the idea of the crest of courage just being in the the legendary passed down panic room as the funniest thing ever that just makes no sense <laughs> yeah yeah, the, the, this is like the first example of like crest placement just seeming so arbitrary. Like it, it, they just stumble upon it by accident. They weren't looking for it. It's just like, oh, well, I guess, I guess it's here. Yeah, no, like I say, that like I said with the with the uh, the shop at the bottom of the ocean, that's just gonna keep happening. Um, I find I think next episode's example of that is even more egregious. But like, yeah, I I, I I'm enjoying it so far just because it's random. But yes, yeah, so this episode was clearly more about uh, the introduction of Etimon and. Um, you know the the whole basically bringing <clears throat> bringing TK uh, closer to Patamon once again, so which I feel no, like can't be that yeah, far. I think it's it's cool because this is the first episode where like they've explicitly lost. Like when they were when they were you know the Devimon the first Devimon episode they get separated, but it's it doesn't feel like they're they're losing. It feels more like they got tricked. Whereas this one it's like no, they they had a goal to you know find the Koromon village and it ends with the Koromon village getting destroyed. So like. They totally failed, and they had to, you know, were driven back by Edamon. That's a good, solid introduction for a villain that you're supposed to be intimidated of. Yeah, that's a fair point, actually. Yeah, because yeah. because it does end on a note of victory in a sense, because they find a crest and you know they've accomplished an objective. But they, yeah, you're right. There, there is a, uh, they, they, it doesn't detract from the fact that Edamon is dangerous. So, um, I think that's, yeah, I think that's, mm-hmm. yeah, this the, 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 um... the job of this episode, okay. and it, it does it, it does it well. Yeah, um, I was curious, because uh, I couldn't, like, really recall, uh, so does the Dark Network just, like, force de-digivolution, de- uh, de- or does, like, did it actually, like, hurt? It, like, saps their energy, okay. basically, so it's, it's like, um, the X-Men leech, where it just, like, sucks their, their power away, where, wherever they're near it, so, like, because we, you know, this episode earlier established that they need a lot of energy, like, from eating or whatever to, to digivolve. Right. And this just shows, oh, if the Dark Network, you know, touches them, it just sucks all that energy away, so they can't maintain their their higher forms. And the entire continent, basically, is just covered in it. <laughs> well, the dub, has a, the dub has a line of, like, it allows Etamon to control any electrical device or what have you, which, which I think implies then that, oh, he can control things like the Digivices. Um, but I don't think that's actually the case. I think it's just more of an excuse to say, yeah, he can just do, like, a bunch of random shit <laughs> he doesn't really he can do what the plot demands yeah 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 i think it's just their excuse to that like you know in next episode he can hack into the tv or you know the the security system or whatever whatever they need him to to control he can control with the dark network yeah, yeah. it's just the you know the the MacGuffin for this season yeah which is fine like we had the black ears last time which just conveniently turned everyone anyone they needed to be a villain into a villain 
now they've got yeah, they need to up the stakes. Which, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, which I I prefer this to having a like a monster of a week format because you still have that to it. No, well, I don't know. Like starting from starting from next episode, I think where there's no explicit. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there's no explicit like this is this is this week's Digimon villain. Is there? There's like. Well, oh, 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 actually, no, I'm telling a lie, but we'll, we'll get around to that. It's it's slightly different anyway. So the format's changed where it's more to do with... It's going to move into like more like harebrained schemes for Metamon, I suppose. Um, yeah, like, Edamon's definitely a more present villain than Devamon was. Like, he, he a lot of, he's a lot more proactive. Yes. A lot of the bad stuff that happens in this arc is a direct result of his machinations instead of just an accidental result of, oh, I just stuck Black Gears everywhere. <laughs> if they get hit, it's their own fault. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so you you're right, and and I think that makes him definitely made it always made more memorable. And I think in this rewatch, it makes him, uh, yeah, it's, he's making a better impression uh, on me so far. Anyway, yeah. One last note about this episode before we move on to the the last one. Um, in the original sub, the end of the episode, uh, when Ty finds the crest, he proclaims he is invincible and that Edmund <laughs> will no longer be a threat, which is like a pretty huge whiplash. <laughs> In the dub, he, it's a bit more subdued. He's just like, we have a chance and that we have the crest. It's like the Digimon equivalent of when you uh, build a bridge in Animal Crossing and then you just go, we're amazing! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Anyway. Ty uh, donated uh, 228,000 bills of his own money all by himself. And then, and then like, Joe, <laughs> Joe donated, like, yeah. I, eight I, bells. <laughs> I, d- I definitely do appreciate the dub characterization here a bit more because it makes him feel a little bit more grounded like saying like you know we this is our you know our, our trump card but we're not you know guaranteed victory versus we're done we're going home right now <laughs> something that they can i will stop. say though that given the next episode i do like the idea of him saying like oh we're invincible but yeah i think this is like a like a better way to sort of end the episode to just sort of like bring up that hype of but not being like overly boastful Mm-hmm. I like this episode a lot. So, yeah, I feel. I thought it's it's a fun start to the arc proper. Yeah, it's a, it's a good way to introduce the our antagonist. Like I think I actually might like the Gazimon minions way more than Edamon himself. Like they're just so fun and they they're continue good to be stooges. fun in future episodes as well. Yeah, they, they're like really good sort of stooges, and I enjoy the uh, even this early on the characters characterization of them as just like um, workers essentially, <laughs> uh, or like. <laughs> Or like grunts, or, or like you know, they're not just random monsters. He has in his employ like you know weird space monsters. Thanos shoots out of his ass whenever he needs to fight the Avengers. Um, it, it's it's more of an actual <laughs> like relationship, like boss, like lackey relationship between them and Etimon, which is which yeah. is fun. I'm, I'm jumping ahead a bit, but in in episode 16, when um, Edelman has to like call on the phone, and it's just like taking a break. Yeah. <laughs> That's like one of my favorite parts of the entire episode because it just shows that like yeah they. These people, these Digimon have lives outside of you know just taking on the the Digidestin. Like they're they're basically like people. Like they have their own you know hobbies and relaxation time and whatnot. And they're just the only time we see them is when they're called on to do dirty work. Yeah, it's the one in this episode even asks like I gotta go ask him for time off for a haircut. So I'll go get Lord Edamon. Yeah. And like it's just really goofy, and that like fits sort of this whole vibe that we see so far with Edamon of being this like. Even if he is like incredibly dangerous, he's still just like this goofy villain. Yeah, yeah, and we'll see a lot more of that as we go as we go through. Uh, I I want to bring up just like one like set of lines, like one exchange, real quick. That was probably like, my favorite thing uh, from this episode uh, when they're looking for uh, Tokomon. Uh, 
Gomamon says, Tokemon should know better than to interrupt your beauty treatments, like at Mimi. And Mimi's like, you're so right. And then Joe says he's being sarcastic. And it just, it's just like that, like, good, like, little bit of just comedy that I say this to, like, a lot of things in the show. But, like, this show, like, actually is, like, pretty humorous at times. Like, even if I don't get a full laugh, like, I'm, I'm enjoying the writing. Some of the, okay. Yeah, I do have one joke that I wanted to bring. Like, I, I guess it's meant to be a joke. The, uh, that I think it was Ty who says it. There's a line where he goes, and I think it's after the Pagumon are quote unquote revealed to be evil. Um, and then he's just like, never trust anything without feet. And yes! I'm just like, what the. <laughs> What the hell does that mean? Like, <laughs> why? Means he's a footman. Oh, oh, well, okay. Right. Never mind. That ruins Forget it more than, the, than than my Edamon thing. And that's why Ty Sora never happened. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird, especially because all like the baby, none of the Coromon have feet. So. Yeah. Also, I was like, I, I was just trying to think about like, wait, hold on. Is any are, are any of the Digimon there right now? lacking feet and i was like no they're not actually so he gets away with that but technically gomamon is lacking feet i thought about gomamon and i thought "Eh, close enough um so (laughs) yeah what a weird line Uh, what a strange 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 the the humor is like it still hits like pretty well when it when it does hit i'm finding this pretty funny so it's so weird it's yeah according to my notes um that line right there in the Japanese version is just generic worry. Like he's just like, I hope he's okay. So that is a interesting and unnecessary change to the uh, Ty's character there. Yeah, we're having Ty moving into uh, becoming the world's biggest uh, biggest prick uh, as we as we see in our next episode. Now, if we if we want to move on, episode sixteen. Let's move on to episode sixteen. Let's let's yeah. get this uh, this concert crush on the road. Concert crash. Concert crash. Concert crush. Which one is it? Concert Crush. Ooh, that's better. I I made a note saying I thought Concert Crush was a cool name, uh, but Concert Crush also cool. So there we go. Um, shall we? Uh, uh, so who wants I'll, to t- who wants to take the the road on this? I'll I'll pick this one up. Um, this episode okay. was an interesting one. Um, so this episode is Ty basically he's got the te- he's got the crest of courage now. Um, he's got a massive head because of it. He's very confident now that Greymon's going to digivolve and become, um, you know, whatever the next stage is. Super Greymon, Ultra Greymon, whatever it's going to be. Um, and he's incredibly so eager to uh, have this happen that he is being absolutely unbearable to both the rest of the Digigestant uh, and also, and more importantly, he's being incredibly overbearing on poor Agumon. Um, so feeding him up... Uh, basically not being very sort of caring or responsible just trying to force him to you know get the energy that he needs to that ty thinks he needs to digivolve even further um meanwhile etamon's uh plotting and 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 things like that and and uh, apologies because the actual sort of middle of this episode it kind of escapes me a bit but the, the the all sort of coalesces into a big coliseum battle with um yeah, they. Go it's ahead. mostly just uh, covering before the uh, the Colosseum, and then they get to the Colosseum very quickly. Right, I thought so. Okay, so they come to the Colosseum, and it's a big um, as as we've seen so far in this series, where um, most of the 
most of the environment is very natural very sort of uninhabited except for like random landmarks and and things from the real world and in this case we've got a, a coliseum like in rome and they also see a bunch of um soccer goals there i'll use soccer because i'm the one out here um and we see them have a bit of a kick around before Etamon springs his trap traps them all in the goalposts which are actually uh cages and then has Greymon go one-on-one with another Greymon, a captured Greymon. And um, Edamon basically, you know, reckons he can one-up this this Greymon with his own. Um, however, he's not quite clued into Ty's plan to have uh, um, have Greymon digivolve a step further. Uh, and when Greymon does digivolve a step further, because of Ty's insistence on being just completely unbearable and pushing him too far he does a dark digivolution and turns into school greymon uh, who is a gigantic skeleton dinosaur with a weird biological rocket launcher on his back and um <laughs> oh, his weird meat yeah his, his weird like yeah, do like, not like sludge grunge missile or whatever the hell it is um and etamon is completely unprepared for this of course uh, and he's not actually present. He's just watching via, you know, satellite or whatever. But he uh, he's still freaked out nonetheless. And the Greymon gets basically swatted away, um, which uh, I did post a gif of <laughs> before we record this episode. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, School Greymon, not a pretty sight, uh, goes storming off into the desert uh, and then ends up having... Uh, basically, he loses all his energy and reverts back to Coromon uh, and Ty realizes how much of a gigantic dickhole he's been uh, apologizes immediately which is somewhat surprising and uh, also during all of that chaos joe finds the crest of responsibility which i believe is the name of his crest i mean to be honest responsibility would fit perfectly well too but what is it what is it sorry did i get it wrong reliability oh okay right all right. <laughs> there, there, I, I, I mixed up things too, like a little, uh, a little while ago when we were first starting off, and I was uh, reading through stuff again. So it's completely understandable. No, I, I think I mentioned this in like episode one. I'm just, I just cannot remember everyone's crests except for like. There's a, courage, there's a lot of information to take in. To be fair, so. Yeah. So uh, that's just impossible. Uh, I'll pick it up while as we go. Yeah. So. This episode starts off with uh, Sora calling the crest the crest of courage, which she shouldn't know for like another fourteen episodes or so. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh oh. I always find it funny because like obviously like the dub cast like the dub writers were given this big list of like important terms and inf- information they have to work into the show eventually, and they just forget that the, the characters shouldn't know them yet because we saw that earlier with characters calling digivices digivices despite the fact that they shouldn't know that word yet. Uh, and now they're doing other crests as well. Like Sora just happens to know. Oh, that's the crest of courage. It's like, how do you know that? I don't know. Well, it works for me because yeah, I, I knew what it was anyway. So. It works. <laughs> I think anyone watching this show in <laughs> realistically. Oh well, no. To be fair, you may be a first time watcher. So, uh, but yeah, that is the crest. And of if courage. you are welcome, if you are welcome, if you are, we may give things away. Apologies in advance. Um, <laughs> so yeah, this is. Um, it's such a weird episode with they they really go in hard with ty being to the credit he's still himself but he is basically the worst version of himself imaginable yeah he because he does show off like these kind of like just jerkish qualities like very early on like when he's like talking about like getting gabumon's fur and freaking him out his fights with matt like he does show these qualities and so it's not like 
exactly like out of character or anything but he just is just going so far because of like his bullheaded nature yeah he's a, he's a brat and like this is kind of why i think this is why ties always worked quite nicely with the way the the story of digimon adventure has evolved over time with the characters actually growing up and such throughout the o2 and try and last evolution um it's a it's a case of he basically gets rid of the bratty aspects but keeps his sort of more upbeat personality but in these early stages in these early episodes he's still got he's still very bratish and to be fair i think this episode is that's the point for this episode um it's addressing it it's just very harsh <laughs> it's kind of hard to watch uh especially with poor agamon um but yeah like when he when he talks about how he's he's gonna get a new digimon and agamon yeah evolve, that like, like was that's, really upsetting that's, to me that was that, like man. so unnecessarily mean yeah that's uh that was a lot yeah that was that was a hell of a lot. Yeah, it's really cruel for the kind of character that Ty has been established to be so far. Yeah, it's it's he really does. You can see how much he wants this, but it it, it definitely makes it clear that this is this is just because he wants to be seen as like ahead of the other kids or whatever, rather than having anything to do with kicking at Emon's ass, um, which I'm which he obviously does want to do as well. But it's yeah, like I say, it's clearly not the focus here, so. It's um yeah, yeah, I think just because of his nature, like, and his whole like, he's sort of taken on the unofficial uh, leader of the group uh, role, uh, and pr- I'm sure like soon enough it'll be like more apparent. But he obviously does like by getting the crest first, like he wants to be able to like show that he can help defeat uh, Edamon, but he just goes way too far. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh yeah. This is um this is yeah, like I say, the worst of Ty. Um, this is um, well, uh, while we're on that subject, we might as well just skip straight to the ending then and just talk about School Greymon, because firstly, School Greymon as a kid, when you saw School Greymon, what was your reaction? I'm I'm just curious at the time, like when you originally. I was honestly pretty freaked out. Like the fact that he doesn't talk and he just makes like weird guttural groaning sounds is pretty frightening to like younger kids because like this is the main like the main character's partner he's like the you know the, the hero is on the merchandise and you probably had like a toy of him or something and to see him become this like horrific version of himself is is pr- it's pretty dark for for the even like for a show that goes as occasionally dark as the as digimon does no I, I yeah he is the the first one that doesn't really speak like the first digimon that doesn't actually like speak does he um, well, there's there's Quagamon in the first episode. Okay, that's right. Yeah, but beyond that, yes, he's he's the most like monstrous, and especially the fact that he's come from Agamon, who is, you know, very vocal, mm-hmm. even in like Greymon form. He's he's fairly chatty, um, and also the fact that he's just turned from Agamon or oh, Greymon into a giant skeleton who looks like the bloody '90s Godzilla. It's it's like he's really jarring at the time. This episode actually, uh, I, I was I was a bit of a wimpy kid, and this episode kind of had a impact on me because I just thought, no, that's horrible. <laughs> like what? That's like really sort of like emotionally, like affecting when when I saw this for the first time. So, um, yeah, it's a lot. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, I I didn't uh, watch it. Like I, as I've said in the first episode of this podcast, uh, I ended up starting watching like at the very tail end of uh, adventure. So when I ended up seeing this as like a rerun a long while later, like that, yeah, it was still like a very like unsettling moment of 
Ty's rage uh, letting out and then all of it going into this horrific monster being. Yeah. And School Greymon's design. Yeah, like oh, I, go ahead, go ahead, Scrafty. Yeah, like it, it is interesting. It's like you, like you said, you can tell that Ty really wants this. Like he wants to be the one that everyone can depend on and the one that you know will defeat Edamon. And so his his frustration manifesting as you know the, the, this really selfish, destructive urge is an interesting way to have your main character act, considering you know, especially in, in most anime directed at younger uh, kids. The main character is like an infallible, you know, beacon of positivity and, and virtue, and they, they're not allowed to be flawed people. So having him act selfishly and, you know, do this obviously very bad, very almost like abusive behavior towards his partner is really interesting. Yeah, I, I, I agree with all that. Um, and, and I think it really ties in nicely as well to the fact that these... Oh, so we don't we're not supposed to know yet that this is the crest of courage obviously but and that ties underlying personality and his relationship with agamon uh and their strength is built on courage but this is a good example of like the inverse of that where like not 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 not, not cowardice but like ty for example throwing himself into into like literal Day, like the path of danger, like you know that that other Greymon could basically stomp him to dust in seconds. Um, it's it's a it, it's a case of yeah, foolish. it's it's an interesting distinction between um, cowardice or not between um, bravery and and overconfidence. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of the, he, he becomes very reckless in that's this it. episode. That's it. Yeah, recklessness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he the, there is there is that, and then the fact that he's like yeah pushing Angermon so much. Uh, it's just a good combination of nasty habits and um and to the point where it's kind of like it, it kind of works at the end when ty realizes you know basically just like immediately apologizes and, and realizes what he's done wrong because as much as that seems like a very sort of like tidy way to resolve things as such um it does obviously it's the kind of thing that i think about if you think about moments when in your life when you've acted like that it is kind of like relatable in that sense of how embarrassing it is after the fact. Maybe this is just me, <laughs> but I think I think it is a relatable feeling of like. No, I totally no, I think it makes area. complete sense. Yeah. yeah, I think you're pretty spot on with it. Yeah, so I I I, I did like that the way that was dealt with at the end, and and it was uh, yeah. I've always thought Ty was one of the more relatable characters, even though he's you know extremely extroverted and and energetic and all that. So basically the opposite of me <laughs> but um he's uh, you know it, it was a it was a good ending and i appreciated the way that they handled that rather than having a big group fallout or, or something like that so um but yeah yeah what i like about it is that uh ty like very quickly sees the destruction that school graymon and by extension like his actions have caused and to see uh koromon like so regretful and like hurt by it like at least physically like his energy has been drained so and i think him just sort of being like a young kid who realizes his mistake and then immediately apologizing like it makes sense like that is sort of like he's hurt his friend he's hurt his other friends and he feels incredibly bad about it because in the time before that he was just caught up in saving the day yeah yeah absolutely yeah it's uh it's a uh, it's worthwhile then to have this moment of like to have this moment of weakness from ty where you, it's something you can otherwise see as like killing time or you know being an excuse to show off a uh, 
badass skeleton dinosaur which you know fair enough <laughs> if that's what they want to do i'm gonna i'm not gonna stop them <laughs> um but it, it does make it worthwhile as a character as like a development moment for for ty absolutely um, and also just to explain a bit more about it, it kind of helps with the whole the sort of world building for the, the digimon stuff as well because it's it's a nice example of the fact that this isn't about you know just you know hit people punching off punching off people until you can like you know punch harder um it's it's really built on actual sort of emotions and character yeah character development so which is it is the backbone of digimon like it's it's the it's the thing that's impossible to sort of get across to people who haven't already watched the show because it just seems so ridiculous but it is that is why we are doing a podcast about this 1999 show in 2020 so um so yeah it's a good example of that yeah i i really like this episode like i I think it's it's a testament to how good this episode is at its core that they didn't really have to change anything in the the dub like my my list of of changes in this episode is way shorter than than most of them just because the characterization is is like great the you know point a to point b um you know character problem solving and development is good the overall conflict of the episode is compelling. Like, this is the first time we've seen a heroic Digimon used as an antagonist in two different cases. Like, first with the evil Greymon, and then, you know, obviously with, with Skull Greymon coming out. So it's, it's yeah, it's, it's I think it's the best episode of this uh, batch we covered yeah, this, I, this I, week. Yeah, oh, most, most certainly. I quite liked it, yeah. I mean, between this one and the, uh, the, the, the uh, uh, what the hell is it called? The Etimon introduction episode. Uh, the Dark Network of Etamon, I think that's the title. Um, the those two episodes were both really good. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure which to give it to because, like I say, it is kind of <laughs> it's kind of hard watching Ty just be so harsh to Agamon. I'm sorry, but it's just it just uh, makes it difficult watching in a sense. But um, it's it's uh, you know it, I I couldn't really pick a winner between the two, and and these episodes are really good. I'm curious about the Japanese version and like the general presentation of that. You know, because you mentioned last episode about, uh, as in last episode of the Novacast, how you, uh, the uh, Devimon scene, or the Angemon scene rather, in the uh, sub version was so uh, sort mm-hmm. of dramatic in comparison and whatever with the music and timing and stuff. This, was there anything like that for this episode or was it fairly similar? It's it's pretty similar. There's a small difference in that, obviously like in the Japanese version, Braveheart oh. is the, the evolution music that they use for every single episode. Um... So for this episode, because we have kind of like three back-to-back evolutions happening, it plays Braveheart for the first two when uh, Gabumon and Biomon yeah. evolve. But then when when the camera shifts over to Greymon, it shows like the black energy going into him. It starts playing like a different music instead, and the Braveheart just kind of oh, fades that's out. Clever. Yeah, I was wondering if they played like some sort of like corrupted version of Braveheart or something wild like that. <laughs> that would. That would be cool, but it seems it seems more like a generic, you know, bad things are happening kind of music. That whole dark digivolution sequence was so awesome, yeah, like it, cool. it, like visually, it was just very fantastic looking, and just like the energy warping and like shooting in. Yeah, it was cool. I'm kind of sad that we only get this once. We never really spoke about the evolution or the digivolution scenes in general, like because they are fairly iconic in like the way that they that they look and and you know the even the music because i think you know as much as the digimon theme song in the u.s version is a travesty um i didn't i never thought it really failed for those sequences 
So yeah, yeah, it it works for that particular thing, I guess, because it's meant to be this like this quick snap yeah. of changing into the higher level. Yeah. Obviously, Bravehearts amazing. So that's it's a shame we didn't get that. Bravehearts better, of course, but... of course. Um, the yeah, but this, uh, that, those sequences in general are in- incredible, um, and yeah, it, it's it's such a it especially works really well when you realize that like they've got all. I was really confused at the time because I thought like why you know they've got it in japanese and they've got it in english and all that and i wasn't quite aware of how much japanese um media and stuff like that uses english language um just for like effect because uh, so at the time that really stood out to me as a kid because i that was my first sort of uh exposure to that sort of thing uh, and then uh, generally all mm-hmm. the digimon spinning around <laughs> crazy is also just very <laughs> very really just stands out as like a a big visual element yeah and i feel like the evolution sequence was something that they definitely like perfect over time because they're they're really cool and iconic here and then by you know tamers they get really stylized and amazing looking yeah and then in uh savers like even more stylized with really cool animation and some cool flourishes and it's like it's just so cool seeing how as their budget got bigger and you know technology improved they were able to take this this sequence that you know has to be the backbone of every show and innovate on it and make it cooler and more absolutely yeah like definitely like try has some like really nice uh digivolution scenes and their own spin in it as well like um they've consistently managed to keep those like a big visual i mean like even uh, the adventure reboot is very i'd say probably my favorite part of that first episode i watched is the greymon digivolution because it's just so like it's kind of like a good mix of everything that came before, like the flashy elements of adventures and the uh, more sort of like grotesque elements of Tamer's Digivolutions and 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 yeah, so that that whole all those sequences are such a big part of the show and um, and yeah, they're they're just they're just cool. Like I think that really is is where Digimon is at its coolest is, is in those sequences. So um, I, yeah, it's it's very it's very stylish. Very stylish, yeah, absolutely. Um, and they've got like that nice aesthetic like nailed down like even from the beginning like you you understand what they're going for yeah exactly yeah and they are they are i mean we'll get to the we'll get to the mega revolution sorry not mega revolution it's not pokemon is it um we'll get to them warp digivolution sequences soon enough uh, <laughs> which i can't wait to talk about yeah. in general both for both the plot and you know everything else and but those sequences are amazing but yeah they in general the digivolution sequences are pretty damn cool still even if they have like six in a row um and it gets a bit over the top which i think this episode had a, had a moment <laughs> like that um and yeah the and the, the dark digivolution those moments continue to be hor- horrible and uh yeah i think one of my underappreciated fave moments of this episode uh which is the same in both versions like it wasn't an invention of the dub is when when Gomamon uses marching fishes to try to help oh yeah that and was that was very sp- funny they spawned from a statue well that, and, and then they address it though the characters openly question yeah yeah and the characters openly question like what how is this happening and is he's like it could be a, a wormhole in space time ago like, yeah what you said yeah Gomamon's basically i don't know and it's just like it's it's really good is that in the soul yeah the the only slight difference is in the sub. In, yeah, in the sub, Gomamon just says, it's best not to think about it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, I do want to... Um... Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, um, that I did make a note about um, about that, just because it really did stand out. And especially because it's like, 
I love that they actually take the time to address the nature of of marching fishes, despite the uh, as if everything else they they're doing makes complete sense. It's, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like in every other case beforehand, we've only seen him like use marching fishes when there's water nearby. Like even in the first episode, he literally rolls to trip Kuwagamon because he can't like necessarily attack. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. So I think it is kind of funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a cool attack anyway. So happy uh, to see that. Yeah, and I want to bring up uh, some points from earlier in the episode. Uh, like we were talking about, like with the uh, the Digi Panic Room, uh, Joe like running off and saying like, "Go, Mom, and I will search for the crest. You guys relax for a while." And he just runs off. Feels very like so weird too for someone who gets Character. the crest of reliability of all things. Right. Yeah. Well, he's reliable. They they he proved he was reliable. Because he got the crest, like, and he said he was going to get the crest, and then he got it. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I guess, I yeah. It just sort of just feels like a bizarre like moment of Joe just being like, "I'll go do this on my own." Also, it feels like kind of them just deciding they don't care for Joe as much because he gets his crest in the middle of an episode that is otherwise entirely about Ty. So <laughs> it's, it's just like uh, we need Joe. Yeah, need they kind of undersell him in a way, but it's also kind of surprising. Will, of all people, yeah, Joe gets his second. Kind of be a pattern moving forward as well as is, is crests randomly appearing in episodes like there's um i remember there's an episode later on where most of the episodes dealing with the fallout of you know this, Next this episode. episode where ty is still regretting what he forced agamon to do and whatnot and while he's going through this you know this big existential crisis and this um crisis of confidence like three <laughs> other characters find their crest at the same time oh wow can't wait to get to that next week yeah, I'm, I'm guessing this is going to be a recurring theme. This is maybe why I don't remember so much about these episodes, you know. like the, I mean, besides School Greymon, because that's like a fairly iconic moment in the show, in the grand scheme of things. They, yeah, these episodes never really stuck in them. The, the, sorry, the whole server arc never really stood in the memory, stuck in the memory of um, as much as, you know, the Fire Island, you know, the Devonmon saga, or the, um, you know, Return to Japan and the Meotismon part. Which is, by the way, the Mayotis mom part of Digimon Adventure is by far the most memorable part for me. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, oh, and yeah, then the Dark 100%. Masters, uh, obviously, later on as well. So it's, um, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, um, but that, yeah, I'm relearning a lot about episodes. this because it, it feels like it's been so long. Yeah, well, there is that. Yeah, it's been it's been about seven years since I last watched the series in in its in its totality. Um, and yeah, these episodes aren't bad at all. Like so far, anyway, there might be there may be some duds as we go through. Who knows? But um, so far, no, I'm 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 pretty happy with how these are how these are so far. So, you know, even the even that initial transitional feeling episode is was was fine for the most part. So, so yeah, feeling pretty confident. Also, uh, the evil Greymon like giant swinging and doing the stone cold stunner to uh, oh uh, yeah. yeah Greymon was so good. <laughs> I had that here too. I had Greymon Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah, I know. I, I typed my two notes on this was Giant Swing in all caps, and did he just do a Stone Cold Stunner in all caps? <laughs> oh dear. Um, right, it was. It was. It was very, they clearly had a lot of fun animating yeah, it, that. It was that time. So you know, it was the it was the nineties. It was the attitude era. So. <laughs> um, and also, School Greymon just straight up killed that other Greymon. Yeah, he just freaking yeah. nuked him. It was amazing. No, it's, it's like swats him into the TV. He straight into Wetamon's face, and then launches a nuclear, well, a nuclear flesh missile at him, yeah, or whatever the hell that thing is. Yeah, oh, shoot, shoots his mighty okay. meat missile. We're gonna, we're gonna agree to not call it that. I think is is that okay? <laughs> um, 
Also, the the part that stressed me out was like Ty being like, "You can't hurt me, School Greymon," and I was like, "Ty, like you're an idiot. Please do not. You're going to get yourself killed." Even though I know he won't get hurt, I'm just like, "Why would you do this?" Uh, <laughs> he's lost control, I guess, as if turning into a gigantic zombie skeleton wasn't uh, wasn't obvious enough for him. Yeah, like that's how it goes. Digimon makes you lose control. <laughs> oh, it's, that's an climax. It's... <laughs> Next bit. I mean, we need to talk about we need to talk about Etamon because he is in this episode, of course, and also he has the best line in the episode. Uh, I am, of course, talking about when he goes. uh, He he says some crap. I can't remember what that what he says, but then he ends it by going, "I'm so evil." Yes, I I love that too. That was so good. Like what are they? That's that's just the most like sort of abject like. Okay, this this is a really stupid role I'm doing apparently. So let's just lean into it as far as we can. Even though we've established Edmond is it doesn't seem like that a character at all so far yet, but he's he is undeniably ridiculous. So God, yeah, that was just a laugh out loud. Also, the fact that the uh, Colosseum is where he holds his annual tribute show to it's himself. Like, like, it's like he's bloody good, like um, Chris Jericho or something. Like he's just like the most obnoxious, like like wrestler sort of character or something like that he's just he's just ridiculous it's yeah. so good um, but no that, that was really funny that 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 line about uh yeah the, the i'm so evil line just amazing um i love this dub when it just goes so i i, I love the show when it just goes hard and, and on on the corny nature of it all and and this episode yeah he's such a ham yeah, and it works that's, perfectly that's the phrase um we, i don't <laughs> I don't really know anyone uses the word phrase ham here, but I think it's perfect. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, God. Yeah, Etamon, good job again. Uh, Richard Epcar, good job again. Um, as always. You, you are doing great. Yeah. Does anyone have any more thoughts on this episode before we move on to our reader mail for this? I think that's uh, it for now. Uh, um, no, I yeah. think that's it. Oh, actually, uh, why does Etamon know what soccer is? Eh. Probably the same reason he knows what Elvis is. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, that's it. That's canon. Is. He's gonna get. He, he might like get to the. Um, he might like go to the viewer and just be like, "Wait, why is this guy from the fifties copying me or something?" Like that? The 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 Presley estate is going to slap a very vicious <laughs> yeah, lawsuit the, on him. This is, that, this is what happens after the end of Adventure Two when uh, everyone comes. Everyone. <laughs> everyone meets the Digimon. It's just like, hang on, lawsuit time. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh... Yeah, because they they do say that. The digital world's based on um, like all of the information that humans have have you know made digital over the years. So may, maybe all of those you know pirated Elvis signals people went to LimeWire and Napster. To, yeah, he know, just form as Edamon. Between that and his his he Wikipedia just made a page bunch of like old Kazar yeah. uh, streams or something like that. <laughs> this is the canon now. It makes You're so welcome. much sense. It makes so much sense. Um, yeah. Okay. Overall, this is, this is a very good set of episodes. I I really enjoyed it. Even if episode fourteen was a little slow, uh, fifteen and sixteen yeah, more than that, made up for it. As we've said, that's perfectly understandable given the nature of the episode. So, um, not a not a not a yeah not a complaint or anything like that in the slightest. Um, and yeah, I'm really happy to see where we go from here. Let's get onto that yeah, reader this, mail. This was a great a great couple of episodes. Um, I wasn't super hot in fourteen just because it's. You know, it feels very fragmented, and there's a lot of exposition near the beginning. I, I don't think the show deals with <laughs> exposition in the most elegant way. Yeah. But 
Because there's always a lot to, like, pour on. Well, I mean, it makes... It's understandable, it's followable, but it's not like... It's obviously just pulled out hat, basically. So, uh, a lot of the logic behind how Digimon stuff works. So, it's never been the strong suit of the the series. But overall, yeah. Overall, fun episodes, though. I I liked 16 a lot. I liked 15 a lot. So, they'll more than make up for how lukewarm I was on 14. Definitely. All right, is everyone ready for our yeah, reader mail? Let's, for the let's week? get well, that reader you... mail going. Where can we send reader mail, in fact? You can send your reader mail or your reader comments or your reader concerns or your reader begging us to stop talking about hot Edamon to diginovacast First name, at just gmail.com. Once again, that's diginovacast. Firstly, I'm just going to say, um, give it up. We're not. We're never going to stop talking about hot Edamon. Uh, secondly, uh, I've come round. It's uh, No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> Also, I just want to say thanks for sending in emails. Like, that's really cool. Yeah, it really is awesome that people uh, not only listen, but yes. want to send in emails. Yeah. That means a lot. It's, yeah, it warms, <laughs> warms my crusty yes. heart. It's, uh, it's the one bright, the bright. It's giving me confidence in the power of the internet again for at least two more seconds until I see some more Twitter posts. Anyway, <laughs> yes, what's our first reader email yeah, of the week? It's... All right, so. Our first email of the Greek is uh, P- our friend of the show, PK Gaming, who is begging us to stop, stop uh, talking never. about Ball Gabumon. Well, you're in luck. We will, I will make sure that is never uh, brought up I'll again. I'll make sure that it is brought up again. He, he says he he definitely prefers Gabumon with the peel. Uh, I'm just going to say <laughs> you're wrong and stop listening to our podcast. Next question. Let's move on. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the email. Next but next question, question. is from... Lance Chapman, how are you doing, buddy? And they are asking, do you ever think that Bell Starmon will make an official appearance outside of the card game, like in the anime or a video game? Wait, who is this? Bell Starmon? So, Bell Starmon is probably one of the coolest Digimon out, out there, in my opinion. Well, let yes, me see if I, can I, I, I just looked it up, and uh, that's on, a lot on. to take in. It's it's basically just if oh, Bayonetta was a Digimon. It's the you know girl version of Beelzemon that was introduced for the fifteenth uh, anniversary uh, media blitz. And so far, she's only appeared in like the mobile games and the card game. But I freaking love like what personality they've showed for her so far, and I would love it if she got her own like action game or something. That would that would be sick. cool. I like it. it's it's a lot huh. in terms of design, but you know what? So is all yeah, of Digimon. I mean, I mean it's it's. Yeah, different. exactly. No, it's not different, is it? It's very much in the vein of like your Angie Woman or whatever. Uh, um, except, well, yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. That is. Uh, that's what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> it's the uh, the the uh, Lady Devamon to uh, Beelzemon's uh, Devamon, basically. Yeah, I I think it's a cool design. I, I obviously like you know. Gratuitous. Yeah, I've, I've, gratuitous I've never, to be honest, okay, <laughs> so, to be honest, I've never it's... particularly liked the whole trend of strapping uh, big-ass titties onto Digimon um, for obvious reasons, because the first ones are basically <laughs> just um, animals. <laughs> um, I know Digimon aren't always animals, obviously, but uh, there's just something a bit different about that interpretation of them, um, personally. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was right. playing Cyber Sleuth um, complete the other day and i was i had this this realization that digimon exists kind of on this weird uncanny place in the the human mon scale where like in the game one minute you're literally answering text messages from them asking you um how many you know stops are on the odaiba uh, train line in japan and the next minute you're throwing them <laughs> chunks of meat to feed them like yeah, horses or whatever jarring i mean cyber cyber 
Let me let me hold so, out my hand so that the stream has a can nibble <laughs> from our spool. I I think Tom, you're right. It it is gratuitous, but you know what? Like, why not? Yes, yeah, a little bit of gratuity never hurt anyone. I I think. To be clear, I'm not. She's a cool I'm not. Digimon. I'm not like doing the hand thing of like more focus. You know, whatever. I'm not. I'm not. I won't. I won't say I'm doing oh, that. Oh no, definitely. Anyway, um, but it's just weird because it's Digimon. But basically, the argument you literally just made about the uh, the, the the you know one minute you're feeding them nibbles and the next minute you're you know discussing philosophy or whatever. Um, it's it's yeah. It's just odd and yes my own <laughs> my my uh background with digimon has been mostly them being dinosaurs and shit so um anyway that's i, I, I guess uh, the answer to your question reader is maybe <laughs> we don't know <laughs> ask uh, ask namco um sorry ask bandai I should. <laughs> Uh, all right, and then we've got another question from friend of the show, Violet, and she asks, if the three of us had crests, what, which would they be? Ooh, that's a like? really good question. I'm going to have to think about this. So I'm not sure if, if she means, like, okay, of the existing canon crests or if we were supposed to make up our own for ourselves. Okay, let's do let's do one of each. We'll we'll each pick from one of the canon, Can and then each of us of gives ourselves a trait. Digimon crests are, uh, by remind ourselves, I mean, remind me. Yep. So the Digimon crests yeah. are courage, friendship, knowledge, love, yep. uh, sincerity, reliability, light, uh, and hope. I'd like to think sincerity for me. I don't know why. Because, I mean, like, I can be sarcastic and shit, but, like, I don't tend to like doing that sort of thing much nowadays. I don't know. Like, I I, 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 I would like people to think of me as fairly um, sincere. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, that's what. I, that's what. You know, what? I I don't want to copy your answer, but I think I would have to pick the same thing for myself, honestly. If not, if we're doing none of I us can be the same, then I will go uh, uh, like, reliability. Like super irony shit that you see all over the internet. You know, it's just I'm just completely done with it, and I feel like that's yeah. the closest to yeah. that feeling. I suppose is to have that crest. So that's kind of where yeah, that's where my head's at. Yeah the, <laughs> yeah, the crest of the crest uh, of anti irony. Yeah, sincere. <laughs> we could all use a little think, bit of that crest. Uh, what about you, Scrafty? I think f- for me, I think I would say love, just because in this show, the the crest of love is characterized as caring, maybe a little bit too much, and that describes <laughs> okay. how I operate about basically everything. When you say caring too much, so I think. I mean, I'm you know I'm I'm watching two two versions of every episode just so that I can, you know, fill my brain with trivia well, and whatever because I care too much about this podcast. Or maybe that means well. you have the crest of knowledge. Yeah, I mean, also, no, know, dis- no disrespect <laughs> Scrafty at all. I'm not sure if uh, knowing a lot about an anime counts as knowledge. Um, and I just counts as, like, tri- tri- the crest of trivia, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's... We, we yeah. have made the call-out post um, yet again. No. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, that's that. I think I think I think love because I if cool fun. anyone can yeah, say okay. anything about me, it's that I care too much. Okay, so that's that's good. I like that answer. Okay, in terms of original crests that you would give yourself, what would you what would you all pick? I have the crest of procrastination, as proven by uh, doing my watching for these episodes, basically the day before every single time. <laughs> um, yeah, and just gen- just generally, <laughs> that's my like uh, the crest of procrastination. Uh, super weakness, I guess. <laughs> so not a superpower, super weakness. So um, yeah, I don't know. No, uh, 
if I, if I had to pick a positive quality, I'd say um, I'm really good at uh, writing awful tweets. So there you go. The crest of writing awful tweets. That's mine. No. <laughs> the crest of the crest of crest of posting through it. <laughs> right. What's yours, Sloan? I think I I kind of have to say uh, going off the top of my head, I kind of want to say the crest of loyalty if that was your thing, just because I, I like to be a very, like, Aww. good, loyal friend, as corny as that is. But also, it's Digimon, so, like, corniness is, yes, is. meant to Especially be uh, doled out in spades. So, uh, so crest, crest oh, of loyalty. Yeah. What about you, Scrafty? I think I would want the crest of hype. The crest of hype. I like being excited. I like being excited. I like making other people excited. If if I could do anything, if I were, like, to, you know, make a work, like, you know, write a movie or a, a book or whatever, I wouldn't want to, you know, be something that wins awards. I want it to be, be something that makes people, like, slam it down and go, oh, That's, a that's cool, also that's a very cool good crest. So we are, we are the crest of uh, tweeting through this uh, uh, loyalty and hype. Yeah, mine's just, uh, someone to draw mine's just basically the, the bird, except, I don't know, do something fun with it. <laughs> but it, it's just different enough that you you don't get sued whatever, when you uh, too busy go to Digivolve having, Ultimate, you know, or in oxygen chambers or whatever. Yeah, mine is just the pot chamber. No. Oh, okay, yeah. Actually, if you're gonna draw a fan art, you can't draw anything <laughs> before you've drawn uh, uh, Digimon doing the uh, the pog pog jump face. There you go. Oh, I was going to say I was, I was going to say nude Gabumon doing the pog jump face, but uh, well, oh, I've please, said it now. If... I've said it now. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> Dude, Gabumon doing the Pug Champ face. This is this is only episode okay, three, uh, also, so we have nowhere to go but up or down, it's, depending it's on your point of view. For this week, folks, if you if you want to send us fan art of of bald Gabumon or Frigimon doing the Pog Champ emote, you can send it cool. to DigiNovaCast <laughs> at gmail.com <laughs> or reach out to us on Twitter at DigiNovaCast. And thank you for. Uh, dealing with us talking about we will never bald Gabumon uh, be clear. Pog every, single, every single episode. Okay, which which of the original um, Digidestin would say Poggers if they were in present day? Izzy. It's Oh, God, it is Izzy. I kind of wanted to say TK, but it's definitely Izzy. No, I think Izzy's Instead more of Prodigious, like... he says Poggers. I don't know, he just he just <laughs> goes into every Twitch stream and, and spams a resident sleeper. I think he's more that kind of person. Um, that, that kind of <laughs> Twitch arsehole. <laughs> so I looked it up. Mo- Mona Marshall does have a cameo. If we want to pool our money to spend fifty dollars to get the voice of Izzy to say Pog Poggers <laughs> or Pogchamp, we can totally do that. You know what? Um, that can be. That can be. We're gonna work on that. That, that can be the we'll, intro. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, test our finances. Uh, Welcome to the Digivercast. Um, I don't want. Oh, this is the thing. Thank you for taking Poggers. that bullet because I really didn't want to say that out loud. So uh, yeah, there we go. Especially on recording. There we go. <laughs> I've remained pure for now. You have remained um, pure. <laughs> that's that's your crest. The crest, crest of, of remaining uh, pure in poggers. the internet age. Oh no, I said it now. Yeah, exactly. The, pr- the, the for crest listening. of good boy. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, Sloan, Sloan, please take us out. Please take us out. This is uh, we're, we're going off the rails. All right, Sloan, where can they find you uh, if they want to follow your your musings on on all things digital? You can follow me on Twitter at Sloan Rosette. Uh, I right now I'm posting a lot of screenshots of uh, Animal Crossing and also Edamon T posing. So, yeah, you're, uh, you're welcome for the uh, beware of that. Posing, I should say uh, archives. Um, <laughs> yep. 
Yep, Tom Tom was the one who alerted me so to find me on Twitter. Digimon T-posing, you'll find me on Twitter so... at coldmanhot. That is coldmanhot. Uh, and in the in the spirit of being a cold man, I have a T-posing Frigimon as my avatar right now. So uh, if you see that, if you see there, that's branding, that's uh, that's synergy, that's, branding. that's all that good shit. So um, you'll find me also posting uh, uh, screenshots of Animal Crossing and like six other games I'm currently in the middle of playing. And yeah, if you just uh, hit me a follow, if, and uh, and if you want to shoot shit about Digimon or whatever, Scrafty, on to you. Where can we find you, Scrafty? I am on Twitter at Scrafty Devil. Scrafty like the Pokemon Devil, like Devimon with an L. And wait, is that I'm how mostly... they named him? <laughs> I mostly am posting about my replay of Cyber Sleuth Complete, which I, I forgot how fun that game was and how bad the localization was. I gotta get was. back on so that. So if you want advanced thoughts on that before we Both inevitably podcast about it at some point, then that's that's where you'll find them. I also post cosplay if you like butts yes. and uh, worthless opinions. So. Oh, all your opinions are worthwhile. There are no, we- there are no worthless opinions. As we've seen throughout this episode. Are, there's our wisdom for the week, everyone. Have have a good one. Thanks yes. for thanks for Thank listening. Thank you for listening.